Strange things are happening in Wildemore. Harding, Aldor of the East Emnet, has heard naught but unbelievable tales in recent days and is in need of answers. But with orcs at his door, the king of the mark in confusion, and the white hand appearing everywhere, it falls to us adventurers to sort things out. The ride out to Wildemore from the open wold is a smooth one, despite sights of beasts lurking here and there where they should not lurk. Paths begin to climb upwards onto the Wildemore Plateau, for it is that, a wide and hilly land of greater elevation than the plains of the Wold and the East Emnet around it. It is even taller than the trees of Fangorn visible to the west below. Then the land begins to grade, from the brown grass of a southerly winter, to the spotted white of an early snow, to the frozen barrens of the far north. This land looks more like Forakel than Rohan. What exactly is going on here? It's Wildemore, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. There is no Wildemore. Let me explain. Wildemore is one of those areas invented strictly for the Lord of the Rings online. It appears in neither appendix nor manuscript. If you look at a map of Middle-earth, where I stand now should just be another league in the endless rolling plains of the Wold, perhaps the least inhabited lands of the Mark. But the demands of game design are great, and we adventurers crave peril and content. And so, sometime between the releases of the Riders of Rohan and Helm's Deep expansions, came Wildemore and the tale of the treachery of the White Hand. My first stop is in the Riven Downs, in a camp made by a contingent of Riders led by one Thrym Redbeard. It's here that the gravity of the situation is first laid bare. Even at this elevation, Wildemore is known for its mild winters and strong agriculture. Here, you are either a soldier or a farmer, or perhaps both. Frozen weather better suited to the far north of the world is not a part of your skill set. The path between this camp and the nearby town of Skullfig further cements the issue. Ponds are locked with ice, trees are frozen to the point of breaking, there are orcs about, orcs bearing the white hand. The Rhythm Downs are just that. Hills flanking twisting, writhing paths now blanketed with snow and capped with suffering pines. I wend my way through these downs, dodging orcs and snowdrifts, until Skullfig greets me from atop one such hill. It's a typical Rohiric village. Wooden palisades, thatched roofs, and a meat hall on top. Hard-working villagers and soldiers roam here and there, half in preparation, half in confusion at the hateful weather. And as I said before, in Rohan and in a backwater like Wildemore in particular, you fight, or you farm, or you do both. This is in keeping with a well-documented facet of Tolkien's Middle-earth. The Rohirrim are the historical Anglo-Saxons, just on horseback. Tolkien touches on it in Appendix F of The Lord of the Rings and in his letters, and it has been elaborated upon by Tolkien scholars over the last century. Skullfig, in name and in visual presentation, bears this out. I have some thoughts on the population density of Rohan 
as depicted in The Lord of the Rings Online. You can listen to the East Rohan episode if you want to hear me turn curmudgeon. So it's unusual, but not unexpected, to find another sizable town here in what is really a subregion of a subregion, that being the Wald. What is unexpected is the arrival of the giant. Horns and shouts rouse us from the warmth of Mead Hall fires, the sight of brave riders being punted over fences like so many goblin heads on Bullroar Took's best day fill us with terror. I mean, there's a ready ice giant terrifying the town. And after more action, including poor Thrym Redbeard being chucked across the town like a handball, Nurzum departs, and we get more answers and more questions. The tale of Wildemore is a tragic and epic one in which the development team does what it does best pushing the boundaries of the Middle-earth established by the books into a satisfying gaming experience and an even more satisfying narrative. There are Ents involved in the wizard Saruman, but I won't get into that here. You'll have to take the plunge yourself to learn the harrowing story of Thrym and Kuniburg and the survivors of Wildemore. For today, I'm more fascinated by the once placid lands of the Mark being plunged into the ice bucket and the view I take in from the high knolls. Northwards from Skullfig, we go up and up again into these knolls, likely some early granite foothills of the Misty Mountains, and there we find the ruined town of Grimnesburg, sacked by orcs. The snowfall here is less fierce. My footsteps muffled by the heavy blanket settled in from the west, for it is obviously from the west that all this blasted cold comes. West is Fangorn, but more germane to our journeys here, west is Isengard. And looking west or south or east, I can see the open lands of Wildemore buried in snow, and on a more sinister note, spiked with massive ice spires. These spires seem to have been left in the wake of the giant's passage. They are, basically, huge and beautiful snow machines, cranking out freezing temperatures that keep Wildemore in its frigid state. Riding south and west down from the high knolls is an impressive sight. The steeping, a bulge of pure rock barely affected by the cold, the highest of the knolls, hollowed out into a cave fit for fleeing townsfolk. The devastation doesn't stop there. Away from these hills and nearer the Great Lake at the center of Wildemore, I find more and more ruined hamlets and the devastation comes home. For back on Flatland, near the little town of Beer Tor, one comes into the Witshaws, literally acreage of small farms, now more iced over than a Gowardine's favorite dessert. There are trees here as well, Remnants of generations of Rohiric farmers clearing the land to make room for grain and whatever else they may grow. But little copses, harried by wolves and orcs and biting temperatures, are nothing compared to the Balewood. Were this anything besides a dire situation, what with the astonishing ice giant ravaging the countryside and preparing the way for an invasion, the Balewood would be a winter wonderland worthy of high ticket prices. The visual effects combined with the dense design of the forest and unending snow make it particularly striking. My hope for a sightseeing tour, however, are dashed when things become more clear. This is the very heart of winter, Nurzum's wrath, and it is filled with orcs. The trees endure, though, most of them anyways, for along the paths here are some that have cracked and fallen, submitting to the frost at last. Bluish hues mark this place, 
Alongside the trees are snowdrifts and sprinklings of stone, and everywhere are more and more ice spires. Some are small, almost charming, others large and menacing. These pieces, put together, create a terrible and wonderful sight to amaze even the most jaded of travelers. It all spells doom, though. The quiet of the snowy wood, broken only by the stamping feet of goblins, is but the prelude to something terrible that may or may not be averted. I'm left to reflect on these things in the warmth of the Forlaw Mead Hall, this the last vestige of civilization seemingly unsmashed by Nurzum. Here are the reminders of home, the things that are threatened by imposing powers. In its way, Wildemore may be a kind of facsimile or microcosm of the struggle for Rohan, even the struggle for Middle-earth as a whole here at the end of the Third Age. As such, it's a glimpse of the greater legendarium of Middle-earth, life, goodness, and peace besieged by forces that far outweigh them. History is on the brink, and the only things that can possibly tip the scales are small, possibly insignificant beings of flesh and blood. Farmers, soldiers, perhaps both, but charged with hefty purpose and a love for things that grow. Everything stands in a precarious balance until, thanks to unlikely forces, it doesn't. Thank you for listening to Beneath Your Feet. For more information on the show, please visit anchor.fm slash L-O-T-R-O-B-Y-F. Any support, a review, a share, a donation is all very much appreciated. Beneath Your Feet is also available on YouTube. Search for Lotro Beneath Your Feet to listen to past episodes and watch current live streams. You can also join me live each month for the Beneath Your Feet live stream on twitch.tv slash Stream. With each show, we dive deep into a particular region of the Lord of the Rings online, hunt for Easter eggs, and talk lore for the upcoming podcast episode. Today's music comes from the Lord of the Rings online soundtrack. This episode was written and read by me. My name is Shoreless, and we'll see you next time when we go Beneath Your Feet. <laughs>